2: Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sully with two very special guests. Actually, one normal guest and then one very special guest. We got Gordon Mack here of Flow Track, And then for her first time on the podcast, former Texas sprinter, it's Serenity Douglas. Serenity, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I'm excited to get into this. The results are good.
2: Oof, man, we had a sprint-heavy night, 100 for the men, 400 for the men and the women, high hurdles, For the women, Gordon, should I ask how you're doing tonight? The chat's already blowing up with you know what. So maybe we just go right by that. We don't go – I'm not going to – just don't look at the comments, Gordon. Do not look at the comments. I
0: haven't haven't opened up Twitter. uh, The internet doesn't exist right now to me. So that's how I handle (laughs) these types of things.
2: So, you get, I mean, there is a lot of interest. I'll say in it. You have drummed up a lot of uh, enthusiasm yeah. or interest in how people would respond to. many
0: doesn't even. Serenity doesn't even know what we're talking about. So
2: we'll, we'll- they do not.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All cliff
2: uh, yeah. notes. Cliff notes. Gordon's favorite basketball team did not do well tonight and he brings it up a lot on the podcast so now people are wondering how he's going to react cuz it just happened. But we're going to stay focused on track and the folks Oh, on, I was just about YouTube, to say who is it? <laughs> a team that shall not be named. A yes, team that yes, shall not yes, be named, named from Philadelphia uh, featuring yeah. Joel mm. Embiid and Ben Simmons. But if you're in the chat and you want to put a track related question, you can get to that. Now, let's start first with the 100 Gordon Trayvon Bromel does what we thought he was going to do, drops a 980. Ronnie Baker, solid in second with 985. And then Fred Curley, the man who a couple weeks ago switched from the 400 to the 100 and the 200, navigated a deep field of U.S. men to get that third spot ahead of Kenny Bednarik and Makai Williams. Noah Lyles and Justin Gatlin in seventh and eighth. Some surprises there. Gordon, what what were your thoughts watching this race?
0: I just think it's incredible what Fred Curley did. You never see this. You never see one of the a 400 meter runner at the top of their game in the prime of their game, switch events at the last moment, and not only run well but make a team. And it's probably the hard one of the hardest teams to make in, in the world, right? The the men's US 100 meter team,
1: mm. second
0: place ran ten, um, ran nine eight. I mean that's a uh, fourth place ran nine eight and still didn't make it. So. It's just an incredible performance by Fred Curley. He knew what he was doing, and, man, I can't wait to see him in Tokyo.
2: Yeah. Serenity, you've run some 400s in your day. What do you think – I mean, how difficult is that? We know he's, he was thinking about the 100, obviously, because he ran that 991 <laughs> earlier in the year. But we all thought, okay, he's sharpening up. He's sharpening up. He's getting ready for the move to the 400. How difficult is that? How did you think about Fred's decision process going from the, the 400 down to the 2 and the 1?
1: I was mainly just so excited to see it. I have been following Fred on Instagram since the Texas A&M days. Um, So seeing him always like phase 42, 42, that's what we were expecting to see out of him. But now all of a sudden it's like phase 980 coming down. So so, um, I can't say that I was shocked. He's a great athlete. You could see the way he was looking through the rounds. He was looking like he was confident, and it was not sticking out like a sore thumb at all. He would did not look like, oh, he's the one 400 runner. It's kind of like a male Alice and Felix in a way. Honestly, how she mm-hmm. goes up to the four and can come down to the 100 too. Mm-hmm. But what about the
2: whole idea here, Serenity, of just having the self-belief to do it? Because it's one thing to have the physical tools. It's another thing to run your first serious 100 when the most is at stake, which is what he did. It's just, it's so rare to
1: see that. Look, <laughs> it's extremely, extremely rare. It's very tough. It's 300 meters less than what he's used to doing. Um, mm. The amount of skill that you need to have to do that is ridiculous. Um, honestly, like I keep saying, I just can't say that I'm surprised, though. Um, it, now I feel like it kind of opens the door for many athletes who want to just <laughs> try something out new. And that's exactly what Fred just decided to do. And he really put put himself to the test.
2: Yeah, yeah and he, it also means I don't want to get too far ahead to the to the two hundred because that's going to be down the line here. But he hasn't broken twenty seconds in the two hundred, which is the most puzzling thing ever because he's run forty three and then he's run all these fast hundreds. So you got to feel good about him, you know, heading forward to the two hundred. Gordon, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say we kind of saw a potential uh, foreshadowing of this when we saw what Michael Norman did in the 100 during the COVID uh, track meet, when he ran his 9.8 uh, in the, in an open 100. And you see a Michael Norman-type product, and it kind of made a little more sense because he was a 200-meter a runner in college. But this whole idea of the new range of 100 all the way up to 400 hasn't really been done much on the men's side. We've seen it, like Serena said, with Allison Felix. She's a 100 all the way up to 400. Now mainly just 400, 200. But we haven't seen that type of range on the men's side. It's always been a 1-2 or 2-4. You never see a 1-4. And uh, it's exciting for, I think, the sport because you could argue that, like, there's a chance – no, I'm not – we could have – we're not there yet, but, like, two members of the 4x1, the four. if Michael Norman was still running his hundreds, you could have just cross-pollination of the quarter-milers and the short sprinters. Just kind of all, all on the same team, which is kind of wild.
2: Yeah, that is wild. Also, if, if again, I just said don't look too far ahead of the 200, but now I'm starting to think about the 200. And you got Noah Lyles, who heading into the year was the lock of all locks. I famously bet my house on Noah Lyles winning gold in the 200. He's coming back for redemption because he has not looked like himself. And even a a good Noah Lyles may not have qualified for this team, but he you know he finished way back there. Um, in seventh, you have Kenny Benerek who just misses in this race. You have Terence Laird who decided to scratch this race and go all in on the 200. Then you have obviously Fred Curley and the possibility of how fast he can get in in a 200 that we haven't really seen him put to the test in. I don't think Norman's going to run it now that he's qualified in in the 400. But there's going to be some good people left off that 200 meter team for sure, and we're kind of used to the 200 being the thing that gets. Added on at the end of the meet, and it's kind of oh man, that person really surprised and got third. No, there's going to be some good people left off this this, this 200 year team.
1: No, yeah, the 200 I really feel like is going to be very similar to the 100 based on times. A ridiculous time is not going to get in. Um, these mm-hmm. men are not here to play. It kind of feels like it's just redemption, like you said. The women have been moving well all year. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the men have just kind of been real wide open you know um we had my i just saw the tweet um <laughs> we had micah who came up and he got yeah. <laughs> what did he get fifth with yeah. a 991 so that's ridiculous to me um and like you said we have terrence lair honestly the 200 that's what i'm most excited to see like i know i run the mm-hmm. 400 but the 200 is about to be ridiculous
0: mm-hmm.
2: we should probably Kevin, give some think? more credit to, to bro go ahead
0: Kevin, do you think we could see some drama on the who is selected to the four by one? Typically, they take the top six, but there's a guy mm-hmm. named Justin Gatlin who pulled up, runs, you know, didn't have his full form in that final. Has the experience? Can you see them leapfrogging a Craven Gillespie for uh, a Justin Gatlin? Assuming like Noah Lyles can get there because of the two hundred qualification.
2: No, I think you got to stick with the plan here. I don't know why you would do that. You have a, enough talent to win there. You had four guys go sub 990. There's nobody in the world. No other country's done that. No other country's got even close to that in terms of the depth. So I don't know why you'd want to invite that sort of uh, sort of controversy, although it would not be the first time that we've seen some interesting selections. But I, I think they'll stick with the top six. So Gillespie will get on uh, his second relay team. He made it in 2019. Williams, as Serenity mentioned, he's He's a freshman. He's a freshman out here running won that 60 indoor title and then has carried it all the way through but i mean Bromel won this thing we should spend a little bit of time on Bromel and just his arc I mean, he makes the 2016 team famously at the end of the four by one has to be taken from the track in a wheelchair he had a, a achilles issue required two surgeries then he had an adductor muscle go out on him he was just off the radar entirely until 2020 then he started dropping some breadcrumbs, and then the breadcrumbs turned into whole loaves. And then by the end of uh, twenty, in the beginning of 2021, we knew okay, nine seven seven, he's legit. But just to, I don't know, Serenity. Have you you've probably talked to Trayvon throughout the years? I'm, I'm guessing just the arc of the last five years is remarkable when you think about it.
1: It's the way at no point does he panic. Um, I know he talked about his faith a lot in all of his interviews. And just the way he just remains relaxed, um, even throughout his injuries, throughout the downfalls that he has had. Um, You know, I know over the years I've seen him in a couple of meets, but he always pulls out. So then people started to think, like, okay, maybe he's not ready for the pressure anymore. Like, you know, he's not the same Trayvon. But what if it was just more so about he's wanting to step out when he knows that he's absolutely ready, fully healthy, Mm -hmm. fully committed to do this. And that's exactly what he's been doing this whole entire year. And He's just been proving himself time and time again, honestly.
0: Kevin, I know you put your house on Noah Lyles winning the two hundred. I'm ready to put my house that I don't own, that I currently rent, that you're in right now, on uh, Trayvon Bromell winning the hundred in Tokyo.
2: Yeah, yeah. I never look. I'll wait until the two hundred gets run at these trials. But right now, you're in a better position than I am. Like I need to <laughs> my money is to my absolutely
1: team. on Trayvon. <laughs>
2: He's so solid. I mean, his start is, is so solid. His acceleration looks real smooth. Like there's never any errors, it looks like, in his race. And it just mm-hmm. seems like he's he's going to be – in Tokyo, he's going to be somewhere between 9.75 and 9.85. And I think that's going to get the job done. Maybe he even dips a little lower in the 9.7s. But he just is nailing that start over and over and over again, and he's making it look routine.
0: Yeah, and big shout-out I want to give to Ronnie Baker, who got second. Ronnie Baker is like the notorious guy who kind of always gets overlooked. You know, when he mm-hmm. was doing good things at TCU, there were some other college guys doing even better things and kind of like the notorious second or third-place guy. When he runs well in the 60, uh, there's also Christian Coleman then running fast. When he beats Bromell in a 60 indoors this year, everyone's kind of like, ah, eh, it doesn't matter. Baker has just been a consistent guy. He's been dealing with some injuries. And now he gets that moment of making his first Olympic team. Uh, Big ups for Ronnie Baker for finally putting it together at the right moment and running his PB in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Trials final. That's what you got to do. He wins 9.85 to get second in this race.
1: Agreed. Ronnie Baker has definitely proved himself this whole season. Um, I guess he could say it was the magic spikes that he had on today. He had, like, artwork (laughs) on it.
2: Yeah, his spikes were getting a lot of airtime there. His spikes and Christina Manning's Doritos earrings, I think were the fashion. Ear- uh, <laughs> choices of the meat here. I get he's auctioning them off for for mm-hmm. for charity, so uh credit to him for doing that. But yeah, that is a the that is a work of art there on his on his shoes. DC Knoll in the chat says that about uh curly like he could be the favorite in the 200 which is crazy a guy who's run 20.2 as his pb could be considered though well, he says the co-favorite for the 200 right now what do you guys think about that like what would you say fred curly's chances are in the in in the 200
0: I, I i wouldn't i could see him <laughs> winning i mean when you take 43 speed with 98 speed yeah. That should be a nine that should be nineteen eight. He should be a nineteen yeah. eight guy, not a twenty point mm-hmm. two. And the question is, now that he already has the monkey off his back that he made his team, he might not be as like there's not as much pressure. So maybe his yeah. lack of intensity might allow for a Terrence Laird and a Noah Will no Noah Lyles to kinda of put it all in because they kinda of like this is the only team I can make. Whereas Curly's kinda of like house money and won't be as Focused, But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it would be the lowest-seeded 200-meter runner to ever win an Olympic trials, <laughs> for sure.
1: I could definitely see Fred Curley um, scooching his way in there. Like you said, it's a 9.8 speed mixed with the 20.2 speed, but you also have to throw in his 400-meter training. Um, that's what helps mm-hmm. you really get through the rounds, especially for something like the 200. Um, and he, that's exactly what he has. He's extremely in shape for this. So I really feel like he can pull it off. And I don't think that he's going to get relaxed at all. Um, or you leave it to any of the, um, young guys at all. <laughs> They're going to have to fight for it. People like Terrence. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fight.
2: Yeah. It's just interesting. If I told you guys at the beginning of the year that Fred Curley is going to beat Noah Lyles in the Olympic trials, 200, You'd say, "What planet are you living on?" Because it wrote, it would be predicated on two things happening: Lyle's getting beat, which did not look likely at all, and then Fred Curley deciding to run an event he had never run before. It was it it, it was. I mean, the odds of that are just uh, way out there. Travis is putting up another Michael Johnson tweet from two days ago. We'll be interested to see if Fred Curley made the right decision, scratching for the 400 to attempt making the team at 100 and 200. And before anyone says anything, I'm not saying or insinuating it's the wrong decision. I truly do not No. I mean, this is not a bad take by Michael Johnson from two days ago because Gordon and I said very similar things. It's like you knew he was going to get top three probably in the 400. And you look at the 400 results tonight, you'd feel good about saying, hey, Fred Curley could have made that team. It seemed like such a risk because there were so many good 100 guys.
0: Yeah, and he followed up his tweet just now. I said, I truly <laughs> do oh not God, know. Johnson. Now I know. Great <laughs> performance by Curly to make the 100 team and still has a 200 where he should be better. But ultimately, he won't know for sure if he made the right decision until after Tokyo. Oh, he's still holding on. No, he made the right decision. He oh, went 9-8. Oh. And you, no, he made the right decision. He could, okay, he could I got bomb it. out at Tokyo and it's still the right decision. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got Serenity, I got a I got a specific track question for you. Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay. So, what
1: is-
2: here's a question. He's good in the one. He's good in the four. Even before this meet, he was good in the one and good in the four. And then his 200 was lagging a little bit. Is there something unique about the two, like with the curve That you can think of as to why he would not be good at that event or do you think it's just a small sample size because he hasn't run it that much and eventually his 200 is going to catch up to his other two events like is there something really unique about the two that differentiates it from the one and the four that could just be a weakness in his game
1: absolutely i feel like the 200 is something that needs repetition every time because it changes it changes so much and I really think that the key for him is just putting himself out there, coming off of the first 100. As long as he does that, then he has the endurance to keep going. And you see now he has the speed. Um, so, yeah, it's a, an extreme difference from the 100 and the 400. Um, the 200 is very technical. It's longer than the 100. So it's like the 100 is just you blink and it's over. Um, the 400, you know, you can really take your time with it. You can muscle it out. Any mistakes that you've made in the first 200, you can fix it. Um, like Randolph, I might be jumping ahead, but like Randolph did. He fixed his mistakes. Um, now, but for the 200, it's just very
0: mm-hmm.
1: quick, but it's quick for it to be that long. So <laughs> um, okay, okay, I think that now he's amped up, honestly. Fred is a different, he's a different breed. But then again, I'm going to throw this in there. I think that Noah is too, because Noah did not mm-hmm. make it. He's, we will not hear from him until that 200 meter. Final, it's done. <laughs> That's just how Noah is. <clears throat> when I've spoken with him before, I know that he is just a different person right now. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I mean, we can't overlook Bednarik, who's a 200-meter guy as well, too. 989, he was just point oh three from Curly, and we would be having an entirely different conversation if those two guys were switched and we would be saying, Oh, well, Curly's in the relay pool at least, but he didn't make it. And look at these four hundred meter results. He could have had a guaranteed spot on the team. And now he's going to have to beat Noah. He's going to have to beat Kenny. He's going to have to beat Terrence uh, coming back in a couple of days in the, in the, in the 200. Like, is he going to do it? It's just these small, small margins make such a big difference.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think we should move. Kenny. You know. oh, no, you're good. <laughs> no, no, go for it. No. What do you want to say about Kenny? Go for it. Kenny has really shocked me. Um, when I first mm-hmm. saw him in the prelims, I was just like, okay, so he's just here to get the rounds in of the 100 until it's time for the 200, his main event. But Kung Fu Kenny came out, and now he's on the 4 by one So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he's he's solid, and he's a guy who, again, was like a 2-4 guy. So it, it made a little bit of sense moving down to the 1. Like him succeeding in the 1, to me, was not as surprising yeah. as – as curly succeeding in the one we got some people in the chat talking about how curly runs the curves we're gonna have to i guess just pay more attention to that in the opening round to your point serenity just those reps just those repetitions and trying to find that middle ground between those those two distances is harder i just think it's funny because you put those two things in in a pace calculator right and you say he runs nine nine he runs 43 and change he's gonna be a great 200 meter runner but not that simple not that obvious right
1: It is not that simple, nor that obvious at all. But I just kind of feel like as a 400 runner, I have run the Mm -hmm. 100. It's Mm -hmm. it's just, I feel like it's harder to go to the 100, in my opinion. As a 400 Mm -hmm. runner, I might have to like, ask my Instagram about this. As a 400 runner, is it harder (laughs) to do the 100 or the 200? The 100, I know when I'm in the blocks, I'm thinking about how everybody's fingers look next to me. I'm not used to starting next to people. Um, especially how you stay so relaxed if somebody else jumps next Mm -hmm. to you. Um, and it's just the way it's over so quick. I'm like, why are you guys reacting to the gun this quick? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I don't know. The 100 is difficult.
2: Yeah. Something to watch in the coming days. All right. Let's go to the women's 400. We're going to go women's 400, then men's 400. Then we'll talk about the women's high hurdles and then touch on some prelims and field events. And then we'll preview tomorrow. Women's quarter, Quinera Hayes gets the win. Gordon, she's been on our radar for a couple months now, we can say. Allison Felix with a come from behind. Final 100 gets the second spot in 50.02. And Waddell and Jonathus pulls it together, shows some of that 2019 form there, 50.03. Kendall Ellis finishes fourth after fading in the final 100, runs 50.10. Uh, Serenity, I'll go to you on this one first because – You've run probably faster 400s than Gordon has. Uh, What did you think? This was a thrilling race. This was a very exciting. It had so many lead changes and shifts in
1: momentum. It was a fun one to watch for all three places. It was was absolutely amazing to watch, honestly. This was the most... Well, this is the event where it had the most collegiate athletes in it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. So Shay Anderson ran really well. So did Taylor Manson. They did not come to play. They did not get intimidated with the, intimidated with the big names, nor anybody going out hard. Lena Irby went out very hard in the first um, 200, like she always does. But I will have to give kudos to Kendall Ellis also. She runs extremely fearless, and she's been running these rounds very fearless too. Um, expected Allison Felix. Where she has a will, she's going to make a way regardless. Allison is somebody that you cannot doubt. But honestly, I think that the biggest shock from this result is Quinera. And I will say that because she has not really been on the radar this whole year. She's always been like an honorable mention, always runs really tough. But when she was going through these rounds, it basically just like reminded me. I'm like, okay, Quinera's in the race. I keep forgetting about her. She's in the race. Who's the one with the perfect form running very relaxed, running very controlled is Quinera. So this was just a spectacular event today. It's going to be a great 4 by 4 <laughs> It's
2: going to be very interesting decisions in those 4 by 4 That last 100 was, was thrilling, and Felix's race was interesting. She went out really aggressively, and you're thinking, okay, Felix in the first couple rounds was managing her energy, and she's going to put it all out here, and she's going to, she could win this thing. And then in the second 100 uh, and the third 100, well, then other people start to make the move, and then she falls back to where she was. I didn't didn't get a good uh, look at it, but it looked fifth or sixth, maybe coming off the final curve. She certainly was was way behind top three, and then and then guts it out. So she ran a really aggressive first hundred and and last hundred, and she does it again. Gordon Olympics number five for Felix.
0: Yeah, it's impressive. She uh time you you are you foreshadowed this about her timing it Mm -hmm. at the right moment. She runs her fastest time in the past, like what? When's the last time she's run this fast? 2018? 17? I don't even know.
2: Let's go back Uh, to 17, I think. 17. So she runs
0: her fastest time since 17 at the Olympic trials in the final, when it mattered most. Gets that top three spot. Um, Question is, Well, is she going to be able to be in contention for a medal at the Olympics. I'm not trying to be an Allison Felix hater, but based on what you see here, I don't. No. I feel like, you know, Quintana Harris is going to be uh, running even better. And then also Shawnee miller Weibo if she chooses to do the 400, you have Nasser. Mm-hmm. So the goal of being able to get that one extra Olympic medal might be an even harder task than it was to make this team. I thought making the team was hard, but if – what do you, I mean, what do you think her chances are of being top three in Tokyo? Do you think they're good, bad, easy, hard? Oh, tinsugitty? I think
2: it just depends. Well, it depends on what Sha'ni Miller-Weibo does, number one. Have we seen Sawaid Nasser this year, Travis? Can you pull up Sawaid Nasser's year on World Athletics? I don't think we've seen her at at all this year. And there's obviously going to be people like Jamaica is going to send a, a decent group, but – Listen, she was right in that thing. I mean, yeah, she was close to third place and close to fourth place, but she's not too far behind Quinara Hayes. So I think she's gonna be, she's gonna be right there. Good tweet by Corey Carter, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for those of you, for those of you, you watching there. But I, I just, I think it depends who shows up. I think it's impossible right now to say. And she's given herself a chance. I think at the very least, what she's top six going into this. Seven.
0: Yeah. I mean, at least a finalist.
2: Yeah. Don't dig yourself. You just got out of that hole. You just got out of that hole doubting Felix. Don't start doubting her again. It makes no sense to do that. Serenity, can you talk some sense into Gordon, please?
1: Hey, I think what we need to realize is Allison Felix is not here to play. She never has been here to play. You can doubt her all you want, but then she's going to continuously do what she needs to do. Um, I have found myself in a situation where I'm like, well, let's just see how it goes for her. Maybe she's just like running back into shape because I have had Allison Felix on my wall, like in my room since I was a little girl. And that was back when the 400 looked easy for her. You know, when her and Sonya would go battle to battle and it looked so smooth. Now seeing Allison having to work from the back is very new for me and for a lot of viewers. But at the same time, she continues to prove herself and her I just love this picture. Her and Quinera with her kids. I think that she just finds a new motivation every year. If it's not an injury, then it's, you know, everything that happened with Nike if it's not that, then it's her new her new baby. So I think that as long as she keeps finding motivations, <laughs> then she's going to keep kicking kick, kicking people's butts and making it into the finals. I mean, you'd look because of the way the uh,
2: Olympics are, we get fascinated around numbers, right? This is Michael Phelps got nine golds or whatever. Brian Lochte did this or Katie Ledecky did that. Or Usain Boltz won this many. Like Olympics are a time where people really rally around numbers. So obviously five is something that people resonate, uh, that, that resonates with people. But if you just take a step back and you think about it. So from 2004 to 2020 or 21 now, She's been top three in the United States in either the 200 or the 400. Like that's a long time to be that good at an event that hard in a country as good as the U.S. If you listed all of the Olympic teams by country, by sport, difficulty to make, like women's sprints in the U.S. would be near the top of the list just based on the quality of performers year in and year out. And Allison Felix has done it five times over this span from 2004 now to 2021. And I think we can kind of get lost in that because, you know, the gold medal count isn't as high as Michael Phelps, right? Or she wasn't the star of the Rio Olympics. It was somebody at the attention with somewhere else. But just, just take a step back and think about how hard it is to be that good in a sport that is that widely contested throughout the world, it, it puts in context what Felix has meant to this to, to the sport of track and field.
1: Agreed. That was very well said. Yeah, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was that very, was very well said. <laughs> right. No, yeah, that was Let's very well
2: said. <laughs> Let's go to the men's quarter. You you talked about like dissecting Randolph Rodz's strategy, which I want to get to, Serenity, because I want to get to that level of specificity in this quarter, but we got to start first with the guy who won it. Michael Norman, forty four oh seven. Michael Johnson said he didn't look confident. Well, it didn't matter. He ran 4407 and he won the Olympic trials. Michael Cherry gets a PB at the perfect time, 4435 for second. And then Ross, forty-four seventy-four. Uh, let's go first to you. Gordon, watching this race, did you think that this was you know textbook vintage Michael Norman that we saw?
0: Yeah, I mean, I know we kind of created Norman into like this dominant figure before he's actually done anything dominating, but this was uh <laughs> what we expected. And I think like he did what he needed to do. I think he's really more thinking about peaking in Tokyo than he is about peaking in this race. I think this 44-0. Is kind of going to send signs that I think when we get to Tokyo in that final, he will be in the forty-three mid to mid-high shape to win an Olympic gold. Uh, I think we're just slow. I I'm just really impressed what he did in 2020 with the short sprints. Mm-hmm. I think he's ready to go here for this to to really kind of put the 2019 injury bug behind him and kind of just be really focused on this 400 and get ready to uh, peak in August, as opposed to peaking in June. And he is declared in the 200. I guess we'll find out in the post race press conference if he's gonna scratch that. But hey, maybe we get Michael Norman also in that 200. And then we have Norman, (laughs) Curly, Laird, uh, Miles, et cetera. That'll be fun.
2: Please, please do it. Serenity, what were your thoughts?
1: I was very surprised. Um, I'm not really sure if it's Michael Norman who's been racing different or is it just the field that was just tough, honestly. Just going through the rounds, I've been seeing, you know, people like Elijah Godwin very much shocked me. Um, Running the rounds, pretty tough. Giving Michael Norman, because I know they were in a semifinal together or the prelims, giving him that pressure and running from the front. Even Michael Cherry ran from the front in this race. People really just went for it. And I think, like, that's the theme of this trials. People are going for it like no matter the name, no matter the status, they're just trying. And um honestly, I think that he's going to be a pretty big contender for the 200 also. The 200 is stacked. Mm-hmm. Like we we just need to say that.
2: <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just need to say that. We just want to talk about the we just want to talk about the 200. You know, the 100, and the 400 were tonight, we're like old news. Let's start talking about the 200. I his did his race plan look pretty similar to Felix's to you, Serenity, with the aggressive first 100 and then the aggressive last because he had to, he had some work to do in the last hundred. There, it's not like he just blew out the field, but the yeah. ending margin looked looked pretty significant. What did you think about, you know, each hundred meter segment for Norman?
1: Scared me. <laughs> it scared <laughs> me. Um, he got out. He got out like a beast. He got out crazy. Um, but I don't mm-hmm. necessarily believe that coming around for the last one hundred like that is on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly. I've been in a situation where it's kind of like a, oh shit, oh my God, like I'm in the back, let me run, like let's do it, like we're waking up now. Um, And I think that that's pretty much what he went through because he's like, Cherry is going for it, I need to go for it, I need to make this team. Um, We need to catch this Elijah guy (laughs) Um, who's been hanging on to us for all the rounds. So I think that it was a very interesting race strategy. But like I said, I don't remember him racing like this all the time. So it must be that his competition got stiffer or he is just. Finally, started to get into his groove. I don't want to say that he has not been acting the same because he just made the Olympics. <laughs> um, but yeah. he's finally starting to get back in his groove. And I think it's just the competition that's stiffer this year that has made his race strategy look a lot different.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that he's just being a little more cautious, a little more long-term oriented. And that's just, I haven't asked him about it. It's just, speculation on how he's been running because 2019 he runs the 4345 at Mount Sac in April and you're like, "Oh my god, he's going to break the world record by May. Like this is over. He's going to own this event for the next decade." And then we saw what happened with the injury and perhaps they're like, "Okay, we don't need the 4345 in April. What we need is the 4345 in July and August. That's when we need to do it and everything is working towards that." And I think there's a few people at these games at these trials, excuse me. That I don't want to say are training through it, but are very confident in their ability to make top three, and their eyes are still on Tokyo. And yeah, Norman, I would, I Norman, I would put in that group of guys who assumed that he, you know he's going to get through. Doesn't mean that he wasn't taking it seriously, but that the best is is yet to come for him, and he's not doing an all out panic peak, I need to be a hundred percent on June 20th to make this team. I'm Michael Norman. I'm fine. You're gonna see my best in Tokyo because I've won, you know, it it's not about making a team for him. Like success for him is gold at this point in his career.
1: Yeah, agreed. I think that he definitely I think he took it very serious, but in a veteran type of way. So the mm-hmm. same way Alice and Felix is, is like I'm gonna take it serious by relaxing and doing what I need to do. Even Trayvon Brumell was doing the same thing through the rounds, you know, shutting it down at 50, really not overextending yourself because you know that you have all these rounds, especially if you just came off of an injury, you know, you really have to save your body. This is a long, this is a long season. And I actually heard from like through the grapevine that he has three phones and he left like his other two phones at home so that he could really (laughs) focus. And he only brought one phone with him him and Rye okay. Benjamin actually. Rye Benjamin left his PlayStation at home so that he can just really <laughs> focus throughout this um ten days, pretty much.
2: Wow, Gordon, how
1: three
0: many phones? phones? You have? I only have one. I didn't know three phones was the thing. Like, what's you can you can speculate what a second phone is for, but what is a third phone for? Like, I don't I, even know. It's yeah, like, Michael Norman. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one for one for Toyota right? One for Nike and then one for, he's got Chipotle money too, right? Is he sponsored by Chipotle? He's always tweeting about Chipotle. Uh, Before we move on, Serenity, give me your Randolph Ross analysis. Got third NCAA champs going to Tokyo.
1: I am one of Randolph Ross's biggest fans. Even at nationals, the way he just, I think relaxation is just key. Which is crazy to say, because it's like, relax at Olympic trials? No, like, we can't. We have to go hard. We have to go hard. But he really trusts himself. But honestly, him running through these rounds, he almost gave me a heart attack. Like, nothing was smooth. Mm-hmm. Seeing him be very smooth at NCAAs, and then coming here, and it's kind of like, is he in it? Is he in it? Is he in it? Oh, no, I have to wait until the results post, because he decided to like, <laughs> really catch up the last 50. Um, The race strategy was very interesting to me. He had all of the best people to the inside of him, so that can be very hard running from the outside. Um, Not knowing your pace, you know, you don't want to die the last 50. You want to run your race, yes, but I also believe that he was pretty cautious the first 200 and kind of really relied Um, on his speed, the last 100, you know, relied on everybody else's legs, basically giving out and his just feeling fresher saying like, no, I need to make this team. I run a 43. Like, what am I doing back here? Um, so I think that that just really (laughs) motivated him to push forward, but it was, it was scary. It was really scary, but that's exactly who I predicted. I predicted Michael, the two Michaels and Randolph. And then there goes the four by four right there.
2: (laughs) Oh, you think? You got to get Absolutely. Rye on that though, right? Rye, Rye gets a spot. Fred gets a spot. It's going to be tough. That's a there's hard gonna team yes, There's going to be there's drama.
1: There's going to be drama. And I will say that I will be here to stir up the pot until August.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So AT, North Carolina AT goes 3 4 in this race with Ross and Stewart. So they continue their good showing from NCAA's a week later at the Olympic trials. Uh, Let's do high hurdles, Gordon. We got Mm -hmm. Kenny Harrison getting the victory there five years after the disappointment from Eugene when she missed out on the team. Brianna McNeil second, Christina Clemens third, and Gabby Cunningham fourth, Anna Cockrell. I think both of us picked Anna to make it was in fifth, and then Tania Marshall, who looked really good in the semis, uh, placed
0: sixth. Hey, so Kenny Harrison winning is expected. We can pretend it's a story about 2016, but she's been dominant since, and she's made multiple world teams. So I don't really look at it as like some grand moment for Kenny Harrison. She's been dominant for the past four years. The main story coming out of this race is what is going to happen with Brianna McNeil. She's currently protesting or appealing a five-year ban and – you just got to think, what is Gabby Cunningham thinking? She got fourth in this race. Is she an Olympian? Is she not an Olympian? It's super weird. It's super awkward. And I just want them to solve it. I wish they could have solved it before this race. But now that we have the situation, it's just like such a weird feeling for Cunningham. It's also weird for McNeil too, right? Because she can easily be you know, proven innocent. And it's all just in the past. And this was all for naught. This is the first time ever I think we've had someone be provisionally an Olympian, right? We've never had this before.
2: Yeah, certainly a Paul, you know, hanging over the event until we figure out what's going to happen. And even if we figure it out in a week, plenty of time to get prepped for Tokyo, it still changed the moment tonight, obviously, in both directions, regardless of what, Kaz comes up with either they you know ban or not ban it changed it because you're you watch that and you're not sure who the three women are going to be they're going to represent the team USA and for for Cunningham yeah I mean she narrowly missed too right you see those times I mean 1253 to 1253 so she already had a a you know tough break there to lose by such a small margin and you know we'll find out in the in the future if if she gets to be an, an olympian and i'm sure she'll take it and she'll be happy about it but the moment obviously was completely changed because of what's going on uh with the court of arbitration of sport thousands of miles away in in switzerland so uh Serenity, either your thoughts on that or i know you're, you're very close to kenny too so if you want to talk about kenny uh feel free to make this the kenny kenny time
1: i will absolutely make it the kenny time kenny harrison <laughs> that's the tweet And I want to go back to what Gordon said. Absolutely, it's expected. But it was also expected in 2016. And that's what's about, you know, that's what track is all about. How unexpected things can be. How things can just happen. So I was just very nervous. Um, Just wanting things to work out for her. And they definitely did. She's been working her butt off. And even in the interview I did earlier in the year, she basically wants to just leave that year in the past so bad so i'm pretty sure they're going to say it over and over and over again you know in the 2016 when she didn't make it Mm -hmm. and now she's back it's like okay how many times does she have to prove herself before we can like (laughs) shut up about the fact that she did not make it because look she just made it and she is going to be extremely unstoppable i will bet my house that i don't have my Uh house and my brand new car (laughs) I will write my brand new car on Kenny Harrison winning the Olympics because she is absolutely unstoppable. The way she has just been grinding ever since. Um, you know, it could go in the complete other du- other direction, you know, when things like that happen. But her true testimony, she just lives off of it. She really trusts flow. She trusts her training, um, and even moving to Texas and just becoming a great mentor to all of us. I expected nothing mm-hmm. less from her. So it was really great that that happened. Now moving on to McNeil, I just feel for um, Gabby Cunningham and the way she feels right now. I will completely understand if she feels cheated, um, if she feels, like, bamboozled. You know, this is a tough situation to be in, and some of the people that I have talked about who was in this heat don't necessarily feel like it was right that she should be able to run because then it's like, what do you do from here? You guys are going to make a decision in July, but what does Gabby Cunningham do until then? Like, her dreams were just crushed or they weren't um so it's kind of like what type of emotions can she feel um so i think that is going to be a tough decision to make but it's something that should have definitely been worked out beforehand it's it's something that should have been worked out beforehand honestly
2: (laughs) and it's tough because we don't know the timeline of any of that i mean obviously the idea that there would be a suspension we've known for a couple months now but we don't know how long the appeals process goes and you want to give everybody due process you can't move the date of the olympic trials it's just it's an unfortunate situation all around i think it's funny. one thing going back to kenny that you said serenity she's like she wants to she wants to leave 2016 in the past aka the year where she broke the world record i think she wants to leave part of the year in the past and i think she wants to leave the other part (laughs) top of mind because that's when she got the world record but do you think she as gordon mentioned she's made teams since then right 2017 but she got fourth 2019 but she got second is the hurdle pardon the horrible pun, is it making the team or is the hurdle for her delivering in Tokyo?
1: I think that the hurdle for her is just the hurdles in her race, honestly. that's I think that's the only hurdle that she has because her mental is beyond any other. Um, she has a training partner like Jennifer Dini, and it just really doesn't get any better than that. Um, they're workhorses and like, yeah, she doesn't want to leave the whole 2016 <laughs> in the past <laughs> But at the same time, like she said in her interview, this is what Coach Flo teaches us, even um, the Texas team. He basically teaches us, like, stop chasing the time. So she beat that record not because she was, you know, got in the blocks, like, I'm about to go 12-20. Mm-hmm. She got in the blocks, like, you know, you just need to run. You just need to win. Just go win something. You're going to get, you know, whatever it is, a lot of money if you win this race. And then, look, she got a world record. That's more than that what she even asked for. So the more she stays focused on just winning, 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 the accomplishments are going to come. And it just sounds Mm so simple to say, like, of course, you know, of course anybody wants to win. But no, a lot of the times you get in the blocks and you're like, no, I need to make top three. No, I need to run Mm -hmm. this. I need to do this. Make sure I get off of this hurdle. But once you go in the race, clear your mind. And the only thing that you're focusing on is getting to the finish line first, then the accomplishments are going to come. And they have definitely come for Kenny. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you wonder
2: when someone has a a roadblock, is just, okay, we get over that one, and then now almost the pressure's off. And now I can look at this new challenge with with clear eyes. But, you know, she's made it. Like, theoretically, 17, that should have cleared, right? We should have probably stopped talking about her making teams in, in 17. But the problem is she's so good because she's the world record holder and her regular seasons are so good that it's just like – Gold, gold, gold. That's what we expect. So she gets a silver, and it's like, ah, well, if if she just held her form, she could have gotten gold. But I think you're. I think this is the year for her. I think she's obviously the favorite going into to Tokyo. And a high pressure race like this is only going to to help her preparation. Like having to deliver like she did tonight, because it's a it was a tight field, right? She runs twelve forty seven. Well, twelve fifty three, she would have been out. 0.06, Right, 0.06, she would have been out, and she was able to keep her composure and still make the team. Uh, Gordon, we're swinging it over to you here for uh, an update on the other events. I know we saw an American record in the hammer from Rudy Winkler. We got a decathlon team selected, a high jump team selected, and a set of steeple prelims.
0: So here's the thing. Yes, we have a team selected, sort of. So in the men's hammer throw, the top three guys, Rudy Winkler, who broke the American record, Daniel Howe, and Alex Young, they all PB'd in the event. They all have the Olympic standard. That is our Team USA, Winkler, Howe, and Young. In the women's triple jump, Couture Orgy, Tori Franklin, Jasmine Moore, the only ones with the Olympic standard, they all jump really well. That is your Olympic team. In the men's decathlon, you had um, Garrett Scantlin win it. He already had the standard in 86-47. But Steven Baston and Zach Zimek, who get second and third, they actually got the Olympic standard in this event. So that is your mm-hmm. Olympic team, the ones who are top three. But here is where it gets a little confusing. Women's high jump. Vashtai Cunningham okay. won. She won. And she had the <laughs> Olympic standard. She's going to Tokyo. That's what we thought. However, second place, Anika McPherson, and third place, Nicole Green, they do not have the Olympic standard, but fourth place, Rachel McCoy does. So, who is your team? The question is, does Anika McPherson or Nicole Green have a good enough world ranking? You look at Nicole Green, who got third, her world ranking right now is really not good, and this performance won't really change that, so she's not gonna be selected. Anika McPherson currently does not have a ranking that's good enough. However, I believe this mark that she just uh, jumped 1.93 meters will actually improve her ranking enough to pop her into the top 32. Therefore, she should be eligible to be selected. But the question is, will USATF recognize that, or are they going to be like, well, you're not in now, so we're not mm-hmm. going to give you, the, we're not going to wait till after the meet to figure out that you actually have a good enough ranking. So. We don't know what they're going to do. We know Vashai's probably going, obviously going. Rachel McCoy's going. But this whole world ranking thing, Anika McPherson right now is ranked, if like everyone scratches out, McPherson Mm -hmm. would be ranked 33rd and 32 go. So you think this performance will jump her into a top 32 ranking. And so that's why it's a little bit unknown right now. Man, that has been your Gordon talks about world rankings uh, for today's podcast. Didn't you do you had a
2: segment last night about it? I forgot what you called it. We need to be consistent because this is going to be a trend every single every single night. Uh, I want to just touch on the steeple prelims real quick before we get to the previewing um, some finals for tomorrow. And if you got questions in the chat, put them in there now. Uh, steeple prelims are fast, they were fast. You had Corny Freck's fall on the first heat, and then Grayson Murphy run nine twenty-five, Wayment ran nine twenty-seven, Coburn ran nine twenty-one, Fallon ran nine twenty-three. So I think they're raring to go for that steeple final, which is in several days. They run the prelim on the first four days, and then we wait and wait and wait and wait. Um Should we go now to the preview, Gordon? What do we want, what else do we want to talk about?
0: Yeah, I would say, Sorry. uh, what are we doing here? The uh, the women's steeple oh, prelims finally so have them. They should just no, no, no. go straight final. <laughs> so no,
2: my what are we doing? My no no, my what are we doing here? And I think Gordon and Serenity agree with me. Did you guys notice in the women's 400 when we're all watching, not just for first place, but we're watching to see that top three, right? And we're so interested because Allison Felix has that deficit. And the camera goes to a head on shot for like six seconds when they're running down the home stretch and they're running towards you, and you have no and it looks like Allison Felix is catching up. And you think Allison Felix is catching up because she's Allison Felix. But you can't tell. And you just want to yell, go wide. Go Do the camera that's way up there. Do the big one. The big one that shows everybody running because I want to see who gets top three. Because I think Allison Felix might get on her fifth Olympic team. But we're super duper close. <laughs> that's... camera that angle rant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That one was a little hyper-specific for today. It was not as... Uh, broad as some of Gordon's other ones, but I I wanted it to go. I know they want to see their face, right? I'm not alone here, but you want to see first, second, third. You want to see the movement throughout the race.
1: First off, the last 50, the last 100 of a 400, do not put the camera in my face. That is the absolute (laughs) horrible thing to do. I don't know. They were doing this. I don't know if it's the same camera crew, but I don't know. They were doing this during NC's um, where they would put the front view for the 100. And I'm like, everybody's moving so fast, nobody can tell. This is not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, just, yeah, I was saying what you were saying. Go wide. Like, nobody knows what's going on. We don't know anything because, from the looks of it, Allison's arms are moving the fastest. So I'm like, okay, well, she's winning. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, I w- did not appreciate yeah. <laughs> that at all.
2: <laughs> all right, we've got a couple questions I wanted to get here. Uh, Joe asks relay teams. Let's hear relay teams right now. Because we've had both hundred meter finals and both four hundred meter finals, so Gordon, Serenity, what do you guys think?
0: How about how about I'll I'll give my my men's relay. Serenity can give the women's, and then Kevin, you give the you give the the four by fours. So I'll do the four by one. I want to do
2: the. All the four by fours? I do the mixed gender four by four and no, the no mixed gender. Four. Don't worry about that. Just like clear top a lineup in the mixed gender four by four that's gonna beat the world. Okay, okay go ahead. I'll do Sorry.
0: men's I'll do men's four by one. Men's four by one. I think it should be leadoff should be Trayvon Bromel. No, yeah, Trayvon Bromel should be leadoff. I think actually no, Ronnie Baker should be leadoff because he's a good sixty. Back stretch <laughs> should be Trayvon. Uh home stretch should be Curly and the back turn should be Lyles. So I think it should go to, it should be Baker to Bromell to Lyles to Curley.
2: You're putting the guy who got seventh on your relay? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna lie. I know you wanted Serenity to just do the women, but I'm gonna need Serenity to chime in here. What's your men's four by one team right now? Feel free to agree with Gordon if you want to.
1: I absolutely believe Lyles is gonna be on the four by one. And I stand by that um i think that or should he be should he i mean well what do you want to yes. say that track shouldn't be political i don't know like everything's political <laughs> um Lyles is absolutely going to be on the relay he's a vet and uh like so for example they take the top four so they take trayvon ronnie fred and kenny ideally if something were to happen then they would use the fifth runner however He's a freshman. I don't know if he's made yeah. any USA teams before. I don't even know his his, his status before it, Oregon, really. So it's like, this is a big stage. And the 4x1 men's, please don't hate me on Twitter, but they are notorious for having crappy handoffs. And they are notorious for not getting the baton around the track. Very much relays that Justin Gatlin was on. However, he will not be on this one. So it may be a lot cleaner. But I do believe that Noah Lyles is going to be on the relay, and I don't think that Fred Curly. Who did you say last? Curly. Curly should run second. They always put the 400 runner second, like Allison Felix. Okay. It's along his leg.
0: Yeah, I guess. All right, you put Curly second and put Bromell last. Then, yeah. I'll, I'll go. I agree with you. Yeah, I think it should be Baker to Curly to Lyle to Bromell. I that's that would be my order. Yeah. Well, I can
2: agree. We'll see. We'll see with that 200, I think, with Lyles. Because if he eats up that curve, then you're feeling good about him getting a spot on the team. Okay. Women's four by one, Serenity.
1: Okay. The women's four by one. That's tough. I do think that they're going to put, just because I'm very experienced with T, they're absolutely going to put Tiana second. It just makes sense. She's very much in shape. She knows how to run second leg, as long as leg. Um, Shikari is obviously going to go last. She's the only one who can roll with Shelly Ann. I think that they should put JV in. I think that they should put her first or third. I think that she could run a very good curve. I don't know why, but I always kind of feel like shorter people can run better curves. That's my test. Just, just, that has no track logic behind it. I just believe that that's just what it is. And um. so I heard, I saw that Gabby is on the relay pool, but is it yeah, a definite thing pool. that Jenna is going to be on it too? So. Top six. Top six. But they do also have the 200. So I don't know. It's kind of tough. So, okay. My final, my final, my final would be. Jenna to Tiana. They're used to doing handoffs together to JV and Oliver to Shakari Richardson, Shakari Richardson.
2: There we go. That's what there I think. Yeah. I think you'd, I think you'd like Prandini on a curve, but you also like Gabby Thomas on the curve as well too. Like two, like they're fortunate. They have two really good 200 meter runners in that fourth and fifth spot. Okay. You want me to do the four by four? I mean, I'll start first with the, with the men. I think it's pretty straightforward for the most part. I mean, you're just going to go Norman, you're going to go Cherry, you're going to go Rye Benjamin, and you're going to go Ross. Now, obviously, you know, Curly, mm. if he runs his way up. I just don't, like, I, I'll put Curly on this, but this also could be Curly's fourth event if he makes it in the 200. So you're going to have him in the 4x1, one, the 1, the 2, and in the 4x4. Four four. I, I guess that would be a lot. And I think you pretty you feel pretty solid about being able to – get to stick around with those four um, women's four by four, man, that is going to be the controversy of all controversy. You talk about politics, <laughs> Serenity, there is going to be some politics there <laughs> because-,
1: there, because you have to be some
2: You have four phenomenal women who are not in this four-meter final in McLaughlin, Muhammad, Athingmo, and Shamir Little. And I think we just need to. I don't mean to avoid the question here because we need to see how they run the four hundred meter hurdles to know. But it's who are you going to keep off that team? Like you could have it would you could have USA A and USA B here because you could have the USA four hundred meter hurdle four hundred meter runners and you could have the USA non four hundred meter runners make two different teams. Okay, if I had to pick right now, I think they'll go a Thingmo. I think they'll go Sydney. I think they'll go uh, Felix and then I think they'll go Hayes. That's who that's who I think it's going to end up being. Now obviously that could change depending on how fast they run the performance hurdles.
1: Hmm. I think
2: that's what they're going to It's do a too. crap It's a crap shoot. It's a crap shoot though, right? So if if Dilma Muhammad runs another world record, they're not going to keep her off. <laughs> this is so in flux, not not just based on what happens at the end of this meet, but this is in flux based on what happens in the individual events in in Tokyo. Because, you know, Thing Mo could be gassed. She's had a long season. She's been running for a since the winter. Maybe she makes it all the way there and and gets tired and, and isn't able to uh, keep it going for one more race. But I think you have legit, like you have the three women here I think are legit contenders, plus the other four that I mentioned. So you have seven people vying for four spots. You disagree, this is tough. Serenity, I can tell.
1: I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I will say with this, the politics is going to be like, wow, this is going to be crazy. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you see it. Allison Felix is the face of USA Track and Field still. Um, honorable mention, Sydney McLaughlin even though Shamir Little has made a huge statement. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it depends on how the 400 hurdles goes. But... Obviously, I don't... It's just so... <laughs> it's it like, like, there's nothing to do that's wrong, technically. There's nothing to do besides yeah. it hurting people's pride. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a good relay regardless. Like...
2: They're gonna win. They're I gonna win by a ridiculous amount.
1: They're gonna win by a landslide. Yeah, by a landslide. Yeah. That's not an issue. We're not even talking about winning. We're talking about <laughs> world records or something else. <laughs> yeah. So I don't well, the only thing that I would mix up a little bit is Kendall Ellis. I think that she will be on it in the prelim. Um, mm-hmm. which will I feel like she'll split something stupid fast, which will basically force them to put her on it. Um, she's somebody yeah. who has always just been in somebody else's shadow for some reason even though she's always been one of the top contenders um but i really think that she can fight to get on that relay but mm-hmm. i can't even re- i can't even adjust the people that you said though i i have no idea who's gonna be on. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy if, though
2: yeah i think if felix you know becomes the top american it's obviously gonna be clear that she's gonna be on the team where it becomes muddy is she, you know, she finishes fourth, and she's the second American. A thing Mo looks pretty sharp. McLaughlin and Muhammad look good. You know, they, Little gets you know they they sweep the four meter hurdles. So you have all these people who have a, a claim for it, but eh, track has a way of sorting itself out a bit. So I think it'll be complicated, but not as complicated because I think a couple of those people are gonna rise to the top when it comes time for Tokyo. Let's close out here. Uh, talking about tomorrow, preview for tomorrow, Gordon. We're distance heavy here. Women's five, men's eight, women's fifteen. You want to run through them for us?
0: Sure, yeah. Uh, well, men's steeple first round. Check check out those heats. I can tell you right now, there is no death heat in a steeple chase prelim because the, the, there's no there's. Come on, everyone's gonna everyone who's good is gonna qualify. So there's no such thing as a death heat in the men's steeplechase. So let's go right to the finals. First final after the uh, men's steeple is the uh, women's 1500. Mm -hmm. I think the question is, is Jenny Simpson going to be able to do some magic here? Find a way to be in the top three. The magic got a little bit easier when no Shelby Houlihan, but uh, I don't know. I think there's still... uh, more of a chance that she doesn't finish top three than that she does. What do you think? Are you on the – she's top three or not top three?
2: My pick going into this meet was Pierre saint Pierre. Man, I need to refresh my memory here, but I think I had McGee and Sinclair Johnson making the team. Yeah, I have Jenny outside the top three, but I think she's going to be right there, and she's – She's improved her stock in my eyes. We talked about this yesterday, right? She, you know, going into the meet, we're thinking, eh, we don't know. She's running a you know four oh six and a four ten, and hasn't looked like Jenny Simpson. hasn't won a race this year. hasn't put down any signature times. So I think she's got a chance. I think she has a lot better chance than she she did before.
0: Men's eight hundred. The big story will be if it's a slow race and Isaiah Harris makes the team. It's going <laughs> to be, be weird because he does not have the standard. Uh, no one will people. It, more people will notice it because it's a distance event. I think a lot of people aren't as aware of what's happening in some of the field events, but if Isaiah Harris finishes third and the, the third-place time is like one forty five, 146, 145, people are going to be like, wait a minute, is he on the team? Is he not? I think Brazier and Hopple are easy one-two, and then it's just a shuffle-up-and-deal for who can take that third spot. But the more I watch, I think Murphy is kind of looking good for that third spot. Serenity got a men's 800 pick.
1: I absolutely believe that it's going to go Murphy, Hopple, and Brazier. But I didn't like the way Donovan was running through the rounds. He, Him and Murphy just ran ran the semifinal. Really, really interesting. Um, they um, just decided to run it from the back. And I guess maybe they just knew that their competition, how they run, so they're vets. But I think that that's who it going to be. Um, Isaiah Harris has been also running well, but just not as smooth. So I really think that Murphy, just as a vet, would get it.
2: And then we go to the women's five. I think this is three spots available for four women, and the four women I think are Elise Cranny, Karissa Swizer, Rachel Schneider, and Gisette Norris. Gordon, has your thoughts on this event changed at all in the last twenty four hours?
0: No, nothing changed. <laughs> why, why would it change? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't obviously. I didn't pick Cranny to be in the top three because I thought she was doing the fifteen hundred. But I do think mm-hmm. Cranny will find a way to be in the top three. We could see another Bowerman one two and one the distance events, and Bowerman starting off strong with like four Olympians in the first two distance events. It'd be wild. I mean, also have some a couple in that fifteen. But I think I'm gonna go with my gut. My gut says it's gonna be. Schweizer, Craney, and then Schneider with Josette Norris being the number four.
2: Before we go, Travis, can you pull up Fred Curley's Twitter? I just saw this. I apologize if we've already seen Fred Curley's latest tweet. It was sent 28 minutes ago though. So I don't think we talked about it in our earlier Curley segment. And I apologize if we've seen this one. Have we seen this one yet? Have we seen this one yet? No. Fred's been yeah, reading the not. comments and I love it. Guess I made a mistake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's been checking in. He's been reading what everybody's saying about him. So Fred Curley, the hundred meter man now. What is he? Phase phase nine seven? Is that what the new phase is? Not he's not phase forty two, it's nine, phase nine seven, seven now. <laughs> That is spectacular. Awesome. Well, this is a great episode. Thanks everybody for tuning in on the flow track podcast, YouTube feed. Remember you can watch us live every day after the Olympic trials serenity. Thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. We'll have to have you back. She's dancing. I can't see yes. it, she's dancing. I
1: will be back. No, I will be back.
2: She'll be back. Gordon will be back. Cause I'm recording these at his house. Thanks to Travis for producing. Thanks to Colt for producing. Thanks to Christina Manning for wearing Dorito earrings. That was sensational. We'll talk to you guys next time.